for one year, and I helped with that. And that was the end of the recruiting because as soon as women knew that the business school, and this is this was not just at Stanford, this was nationwide. As soon as they knew that business schools wanted to enroll women, they applied in droves. Think about that. As soon as women knew the business schools wanted to enroll women, they applied in droves. Is it really that easy? What if many of the gender barriers we're staring down lately are as flimsy as that? Today on Freakonomics Radio, how to tweak and nudge and occasionally subvert society to do away with some of our oldest, stalest traditions. We need to go into our organizations and redesign how we hire, how we promote, how we evaluate people. By removing the penalties for wrong answers, these gender differences went away. I think very small changes could be made that would have huge effects. WNYC Studios, this is Freakonomics Radio, the podcast that explores the hidden side of everything. Here's your host, Stephen Dubner. We've been talking with the economist Myra Strober. I am a professor emerita at Stanford University. I am still teaching a course there on work and family. The relationship between women and work has come up constantly for Strober in both her academic and personal life. This led her to ask a simple question. How is it and why is it that men are the majority in certain occupations, the more lucrative ones, and women are the majority in others? Why is it that there's so much occupational segregation? Occupational segregation is a major driver of the gender pay gap. You've probably heard the famous statistic that women earn roughly 77 cents for every dollar that men earn for doing the same work. It's also a famously flawed statistic, as we discussed in an earlier episode that was called The True Story of the Gender Pay Gap. And it features research done by the Harvard economist Claudia Golden. Well, it is true that if you took individuals in the labor force and took those who are working full-time, full year, and took all women, took the median annual earnings of those women, and took the same thing for men, and divided the two, it would be 0.77, or around that, okay? So does that mean that women are receiving lower pay for equal work? That is possibly the case in certain places, but by and large, it's not that. It's something else. One component of that something else is occupational sorting, or as Myra Strober calls it, occupational segregation. It was her own experience as the rare female economist that got her thinking about this. And I came across this notion that men had monopolized the lucrative professions. So, her big research question? The big question for my research was exactly that. How is it and why is it that men are the majority in certain occupations, 
the more lucrative ones, and women are the majority in others. Why is it that there's so much occupational segregation? And after studying occupations that change their gender designation, like bank telling and elementary school teaching, I realized that although people talk about occupations becoming feminized, that is, women taking them over, really what's going on is that men are leaving occupations which are no longer relatively attractive in terms of salary, working conditions, and promotion opportunities. Why did men, historically at least, get first dibs on the best-paying jobs? I think the answer is that society, and I think this is still true, thinks that men are the supporters of their families. And so it makes sense to give them the best jobs.